The following program is a production of All The Way Live Entertainment. This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy a collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! My guest on the program is a model, singer, actress, MMA fighter, at least formerly, and professional wrestler. She's been on WWE Network as one of the participants of the original Mae Young Classic, and now she's roaming the independent scene, taking on the world one match at a time, rebranding her wrestling <laughs> career. Joining me on the program, Zeta Zang. I might be mispronouncing the last name. You know, I, I'm hard with No, you, you got it right. You got it right. I did? Okay. All right. I, I, I got it. I'm glad that I had that. Now, you know, within all of that, I, I was talking about how you were taking on the independent scene one match at a time. Does it feel like you are a little bit more out there now because of the the work that you put in recently? Definitely. I definitely do feel that way. And being able to explore and go around a not just around Florida, but in different states here and hopefully soon different countries. So it's been really nice exploring around the pro wrestling scene and within sports entertainment and just understanding that there's different styles and different people from everywhere. So it's been really nice and just getting out there and doing it and seeing how it's like to wrestle other people outside of NXT. <laughs> So, was NXT officially like your your first foray into wrestling? Period. Was 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 that the the spot? I mean, you know. Yeah, NXT. NXT was my first time wrestling pro wrestling ever. Um, I did some pro wrestling training out at Brian Kendrick School over in Santino Brothers out in Los Angeles a little bit before my tryout but I never actually had a match. So they just taught me um, various things, and then I went in for my tryout, got through, and I had the bulk of my training at NXT. So uh, they, as a lot of people know, um, everyone, there's pro wrestling training all over, but then there's WWE, which they do it the WWE way. So it's a little different, and it's, nice to be able to see different types of variety of different types of style so it's nice expanding 
Well, you know, I have to jump on that question because, you know, everybody, uh, well, at least some fans and some workers do say that there's a difference, and you just kind of acknowledge that. Uh, to the best of your knowledge, if you had to put your finger on the difference between, okay, here's what you do when you're in the WWE ring opposed to here's what I do when I'm outside of it, what would you well, put that on? For starters, um the sizing is different. The size of the ring is different. And the way we take a bump or or do a flip bump and everything, we usually go off of one leg rather than two. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, it's, there's certain – it's not wrong. There's a very various ways of doing things, and it's not wrong. It's just different. And WWE has their reasons of why they like – to do one move a certain way versus another is because of placement because they have to think about TV and being able to be seen by the audience or being seen at a live show where there's thousands and thousands of people all up on the very top of the arena so they have to be able to see all of your movements Um, so everything's target it towards that and where your placement is and position is and we definitely do things I I feel like the biggest thing is uh, the speed also it seems a lot faster outside of WWE and it's a lot of cool moves but in <laughs> WWE it's a lot of storytelling because we have to think about the longevity Okay. Of product, so it's a lot of storytelling and just building the match based on a story rather than oh, there's a bunch of really cool moves going on. Was they that... want you to invest within the character mm-hmm. that the story is being told. Was did you find that as a difficult adjustment? Um. Yeah, there's a lot of things that were very difficult and opposite of MMA, but then there was some things that was also very similar. But for the most part, it's just a different type of, um, I would say, a different type of interaction with your opponent because it's very big on being on the same page and communicating, whereas for MMA and martial arts, you don't really worry about that. You more so worry about yourself and you worry about what you have to do. Whereas with sports entertainment or pro wrestling, it is a two person thing. It takes two to tango, you know? So having to get that timing down and thinking about the other person, it definitely takes a lot more, timing coordination and just being on the same page and having that chemistry really matters as well too so, so why on earth i mean you know at the beginning of this i, I just listed off some things that you are known for having done singing mod- and i'm not saying that you're giving any of this up but why on earth of all the things that you could be doing with yourself did you choose the crazy wacky wild world of professional wrestling <laughs> I mean, because it, I was just at a wrestling school 
yesterday. My son is there, and uh, the the guy uh, Tommy Pinarelli is his name. He said, "You know why you do this? Because we're stupid." That 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 was his his answer. Like I, you know, I fall down for a living. I get hurt almost every day, but you know, I love it. So I mean, it's it's a kind of a crazy thing and a, a weird relationship that you have with. I'm getting punished day in and day out, but I I do it anyway. So so why 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 are you doing this? Well, there's several reasons. I feel like, well, I guess the main reason is because I've always loved art. Art has always been my thing my whole life. And the problem with me loving art is that I've had trouble trying to narrow down which one I want to do. Like, I don't want to give up anything. I enjoy drawing just as much as I enjoy singing, just as much as I enjoy martial arts and dance and anything art-related. I just absolutely love. It's like a love and a curse at the same time. But at the end of the day, I only have one life. I can't clone myself and do everything and do it to the point where I can have it be a full-on career. It's going to have to, at some point, something's got to give and I there's no way I can just keep on working myself into the hospital which I've done no, <laughs> um, trying to balance on. out no, you don't need to do yeah. that <laughs> yeah it was just crazy but the thing is I love all of it and I don't want to have to give up any of it and having to make that decision of having to give one up versus another it it kind of just eats away at me and I'm always there wishing that I could keep pursuing the other thing. And I don't want to be stuck in that predicament where I'm always constantly thinking about wanting to do something else while I'm doing this or feeling like I'm missing out on something. But when it comes to pro wrestling, it is the perfect combination of everything I enjoy doing. It's like I get to act. I get to pretty much be a model, pretty much be a singer. I get to do everything that I enjoy doing and the martial arts aspect of it. All of it goes together. And it's just such a unique industry where it blends everything together, where I feel like this is finally the thing I've been searching for is just not having to give anything up and be able to do everything. So this is the most fitting for me, and I've just been fortunate enough also to get that opportunity where it allowed me to explore it even more in depth because I've watched wrestling as a kid, but I didn't understand what I was watching. And I thought it was the same thing as amateur wrestling. And so... I went that whole route. I went and started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which led to MMA, and that's why my life went the way it did. Even though it was from pro wrestling, I didn't know the difference. So I went that route, finding out that it wasn't that, and I was already so deep into it, and I do really love martial arts. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, my life went that way and I never thought I would ever get the chance to be in WWE because I thought they only hired uh, Olympic wrestlers or 
state championship winners. And when I finally got that opportunity, I just had to take it. And I realized it was the most fitting. So that's why I keep going this route. I mean, yeah, I still sing. Yeah, I still do all the stuff I enjoy. I just went and trained jujitsu right before I called you. You know, like, I like doing all the other things, but I have to have that one main thing. And luckily, this one main thing satisfies all the things I've been wanting to do. Okay. Now, within that, I heard uh, one other particular venue of artists. Uh, I'm assuming, okay, you sing, you act, you, you you, you may dance for all I know and and, and wrestle. Um, but did you say that you 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 draw as well? Did, did I hear that? Did, did I did yeah, catch that in there? I, yes. I, drawing was my first, the first art that I ever did in my life. And I did that since I was two. And I just knew that I wanted to do art for the rest of my life. Like I always knew that art was my thing. Because I actually sucked at everything else. So, I don't believe I wasn't exactly uh, the best with academics. Mm-hmm. But when it came to art, everything art-related, I just, I just loved and was able to pick it up easy. And that was just my thing. I ended up doing art my whole life, winning a lot of art competitions um, throughout my schooling. And ended up going to art school at VCU, um, which they were, I don't know if they're still ranked the number one best public art school in the U.S., but when I went, it was ranked as first, like the best public art school in the U.S. So I went there because of how great it was and because also for me being from Virginia, um, it was the perfect thing for me. So I went there and went for graphic design but at the time i i've been doing graphic design since i was i dabbled with it as early as 14 years old when i first started using photoshop um and was playing around with it and then later i realized this is the route i want to go and so i went to college for it but two years into my schooling i realized that the market was oversaturated so i ended up switching my major but after college, my work life was still graphic design. So I did graphic design marketing, mm-hmm. and that was my main income after college. And so I decided, you know, I don't really want to be behind a desk. Like, this isn't really what I truly love doing. I thought it was, just because with my Asian background, it's ingrained in me that I need to go to school. I got to go get a good job after I graduate college. And and I try that route. It just honestly isn't really for me. I've just always been intrigued with arts and entertainment. And I've been singing since I was very young, since I was four. But I got more serious about it at nine. And then even more and more serious as I got older. So... I realized that is more so the entertainment route is more so the route of art that I want to pursue. Okay. Uh, you sound like you uh, were quite versed all, all over the place in that. Now, the real question is, 
where do you show your art off? I mean, because you know, I, I know some uh, some cartoonists and graphic artists and whatnot that go on to deviant art. And for those that's listening, I did I didn't make up the name. Let's let's start off with that. I did I didn't make up the site. I didn't make up the name. That's that's a legitimate website where a lot of artists come. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so. I actually love that site. I actually go through that site and look at all the stuff on there. <laughs> it, it's a great site, uh, but I mean. I, I had to ask a couple of times. I was like, "Are you sure this is the name? Am I mispronouncing it? Deviant Art, really?" Like, okay, well. Yeah, it's Deviant Art. <laughs> um, you don't have a profile I, up there, I, do you? No, I don't. I so doing art. Art was basically my thing from very young all the way up until college, and it's always been traditional art. As far as my graphic design stuff, I have some stuff on my old Facebook, which I don't even know if I have anymore. I deactivated that Facebook. But I've posted my artworks here and there, but it's nothing that I ever really, like, put out there in the world Mm -hmm. because, oh, that comes with my background, I guess. Um, I grew up really shy. Um like the typical art girl that you see in those pre-teenage movies where this like this nerdy art girl that's really quiet and keeps to herself and just draws all the time. Mm-hmm. That literally was me. That was literally me. <laughs> so I just drew to myself every time after I was done with school, I would go home and hide in my room all day and just draw. And that's all I did. Um, and so all my artworks, it was on it was on traditional paper format. And unfortunately, moving so much, I lost a lot of it. But I do still have some of it. And the only time my art ever gets displayed is when it's for art competition or they put my art up in all the schools um, or in the school magazine and local magazines and such. So that is the only time my art is displayed. But... Other than that, I'm a very quiet person that keeps to myself, um, where I was. <laughs> I was a very, I guess I still am, but I've taught myself to be out in front of the public more now with the entertainment background. But well, now you have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fully into it now. Like now I'm, now I'm used to it. You know, now I've enjoyed it whereas before even though i wanted to do it i feared it because i had really bad stage fright um but all before that which was a long time because i didn't get over my stage fright till i was about 22 years old um so that's not that long ago (laughs) like 22 years old so basically most of my life that was all the way through college like, I've really just kept to myself and kept all my artworks to myself. And no one really knows except for people who went to school with me or my close friends or the people who are on my Facebook that I used to have. <laughs> well, no, you, ha- you got to show it off. You have to show it off. And, and yes, I... people, I know this is a wrestling podcast, but I have to ask these things because she's a multi-talented young lady. But, yes, you have to show it off. You have to show at least one or two pieces of art off to the world. It's been a long time since I really, like, traditionally drew anything. Um, I've been able to satisfy my creative side by 
doing arts and entertainment. So most of my art now is not the traditional drawing art, mm-hmm. minus the graphic design stuff. Like my gear that I I designed all that. My gear, that my T-shirt design, um, like everything that takes any type of graphic design work, I've designed that. I have a new Twitch page out where I design the layout. But now it's more so more, I guess, practical for the industry that I'm in, whereas it's not so much me just drawing just because I enjoy drawing. Because unfortunately, Sally, I don't have the time to just sit down and draw anymore. <laughs> but I still do a lot of art now just in a different way. The last um, the last artwork I put up is actually on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, that was back in 2007, was probably the last. Wow. Okay, that's that a long time. Drew. Yeah, that was the last one that I drew on my own. That's okay. not like a school project. So that was just me at home wanting to draw. So that was like a Assassin's Creed Ooh. Little sketch I did, yeah. All right, now. I believe it was 2007, so see, I drew it. Now you're gonna have Assassin's Creed fans wanting to see that picture. You, you, <laughs> you do know that, don't you? I mean, <laughs> yes. uh, who is the Kotakushi right. Death Squad? Am I saying that correct? Yes, you did. <laughs> hey, um, that's two points for me. <laughs> So, yes, that is me and Too Young. Um, we're basically just, like, assassins, like, kill bill type of stuff, where we just come out and basically tear people apart. <laughs> yes, apparently, I, uh, I saw that on MLW, uh, on YouTube. I, get, I, I watch on the YouTube version. I did not see the... the the one on BN Sports, but I, but I know you can watch the entirety of the show, and you two just came out and just destroyed two guys that didn't do anything wrong. They, they didn't do anything to you other than the fact that they were in the ring. I mean, how how mean can you be? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really, it's really fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, it's a. Uh, I really like. Uh, dynamic and what they put us in because Sue and I we are so different from each other but then when they put us together we also blend so well in a way even though we are very different mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what they want to see and that's what that's the whole reason why we are on MLW booked the way we are so we're just two very different mysterious characters that should be feared and we're coming for anyone and we're beating people up such such as dudes so it's just yeah it's just something that is to be feared and mysterious and you're just gonna have to stay tuned to watch the rest and we're actually airing <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow's friday right yeah, tomorrow's friday, friday. So yes we're on again for tomorrow night okay. i believe that like Seven, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be on BN Sports tomorrow night. All right. Now, normally I would ask people 
when you're going to make a stop through Atlanta, but I'm already late for you as, as far as making a stop through Atlanta because you were here not all that long ago and uh, apparently working the, the Priestess Harlow O'Hara. Uh, I just needed to get that quick shot in because normally when I do these, I make that question like, when are you making a stop through? But you've already done it, so, you know. I'm actually shot. coming back again. Oh, okay. I'll be coming back regularly for AWE, so I'll be back there. Plus, I really enjoy Atlanta, and I have friends there, so. All right. Well, good on you. I need, I need to bring out the camera and get out there, then. I, I haven't been to an AWE <laughs> show in a while, uh, but they always run on Sundays. <laughs> it's hard for me on Sundays, but that's that's neither here nor there. We, we, we won't get into that. Um being sports, or not being, that's that's the network. MLW, that's what I want to talk. MLW, uh, how did that uh, come across? Was, was it just a matter of, hey, I'm free, and they contacted you, or the other way around, or how, how did that uh, that uh, connection kick off? So um, one of my coaches at WWE, mm-hmm. he has a great connection with them and he actually referred me and so they were interested and brought me on and really enjoyed what me and sue did so now we're on there pretty regularly and the, uh, well now you need a female tag team to kind of go against don't you uh eventually eventually, eventually. and that will happen as it progresses um but meanwhile it's it's that build that people want to see. So we're going to be doing this for a little bit. <laughs> and, and you seem so much more sinister in, in that, uh, <laughs> that version of you. I mean, you know, I, cause now I'm, I can only compare that when I, I saw you in the May Young classic. Uh, and then we're talking about uh, MLW and between those mm-hmm. two, yeah, I mean, you came off as like complete babyface in the in the classic. Here is just evil. Yeah, it's like total opposite. But you know, that's what I love about it is the range. And at the end of the day, it's you have to be an entertainer and you have to know how to act and having to be challenged to go from babyface to switch and be heel and doing that on a constant basis because I don't always, I'm not always heel. In Florida, I am heel, but then in other states, I've been babyface. So it just kind of, you know, depends on how I'm being booked. But that's the challenge about it, and that's what's fun about it is, being able to play a different character all the time and just be different aspects of yourself. Speaking of that, now I assume, because I, I, you know, when I do this, I try to do some kind of research. I, I try to do my homework a little bit. Uh, but I saw a match where you were just talking, uh, uh, assumably Mandarin, to your opponent yeah. and the heel, I mean, and to your opponent and the crowd, throughout the entirety of the match. So, yeah. So were you doing this solely to like, okay, I'm going to establish myself as the heel here, and I'm just going to annoy these people to, to no limit? Because all I heard then was like, speak English, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I did it on purpose <laughs> to, you know, kind of annoy the crowd, get them upset because no, like, if you don't understand the language, which most people don't understand Mandarin in Florida, mm. it's it's a nice way to get heat and just completely use body language and facials to show them what I mean. Because at the end of the day, that speaks a lot louder than words. It means a lot more than what I'm saying. It doesn't really matter what I'm saying. For all you know, I could be saying I'm telling you on my newest fried chicken recipe for all you know like <laughs> you don't know but at the end of the day yeah you could be saying i love you and they're still going nuts exactly <laughs> you know i could be saying all sorts of stuff and no one will know but the thing is it's portraying yourself a certain way and that's what the fans want to see because sometimes you gotta think about the fans who are sitting in the back or even the ones who are hard of hearing or anything like that but the facials, the movements, the body language is what really translates no matter where you are. Because that's what's so cool about pro wrestling and the entertainment industry when something is done right is that language should not be a barrier. Anyone can understand it. And like when I was watching pro wrestling as a kid, I actually didn't know English at the time, but I just knew I enjoyed it. It was enough to capture my attention. And it was the same for my grandmother. My grandma was the one that actually got me into pro wrestling. She was watching like WCW and WWF back in the day. And she did not know any English, but she was really into it and could understand it. Mm-hmm. just purely by the facial expressions and their body language. And that's what I want to show to everyone is this is who I am. Like focus on the character, not so much the words, but what this character is doing and and how they're acting. Okay. That, that makes sense. And, and I've heard that kind of a description before, especially as related to somebody as you say, your grandmother was watching, you know, wrestling back in the day. And it certainly as it relates to those guys, because I know your Jerry Lawlers and, and people of that ilk became very good at body language in, in their era. And you could be mm-hmm. in the nosebleeds and sitting there watching him in the ring, but you knew exactly what he was doing and how he was reacting just based on body positioning and his exaggerated movements and so on and so forth. So it all makes sense. And it is awesome. Those are really great stories. But before we go into further, thanks for listening to the Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling podcast. And if you like what you're hearing and you're a pro wrestling fan, then support us and your favorite pro wrestlers by buying your Colin Elbow Brand shirts available at colinelbowbrand.com. They've got a huge selection of shirts and branded clothing to suit your taste. Go to the Colin Elbow Brand store on their website and check out the No Count Out, No DQ shirt or the iconic shirt which is the famous font of the Pro Wrestling Magazine. Maybe you're a fan of a particular Chicago-based former wrestler slash MMA fighter, then you want the Wendy shirt. Or how about the great designs on the Colin Elbow brand established in metal shirts? Or if you really want some cool designs, check out the Signature Series, the Good Brothers Dojo, Simon's Gym, Planet of the Capes, and the Crown Jewel Chase Owens shirts are all available right now at colinelbowbrand.com. Make sure you use our code 
WPN Russell and save yourself 10% on your purchase. That's 10% off of your purchase by using our promo code WPN Russell and you'll support us in the process. Head over to the site, throw our code in at checkout, and make sure you support everybody that's in this wrestling game. That's checkout code WPN Russell. WPN Russell. It's time for random questions. Uh, this is the portion where I start give out random questions. It doesn't necessarily have to do anything to do with uh, wrestling per se, but uh, it could be. So I want you to give me your best answer, game show style. Are you ready? All right. As an actress, what type of role would you kill for? Huh? As an actress, what type of role would I kill for? Honestly, any lead role where it's like an action movie. Action movie, lead role. Okay. Let's Ma- beat people up. <laughs> and walk away from an explosion. Oh, you, you want the impossibilities to, to work. I mean, you, you want that. <laughs> if you, yeah. want, you want impossible in an action movie, go see Skyscraper. It's a good movie, but, it, but there's at least two scenes there. It's like, oh, come, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> so, so yeah, you need. That's what you want. You want that moment. <laughs> I want the most cliche, funny, like action movie. I am all about that. Well, just come up with your catchphrase for when you punch somebody in the face or something like that. Then, yeah. then you'll be ready. You know, I don't know what that would be. It's dinner time, pop or something like. I don't know. <laughs> Some some ridiculous. Anyway, uh, name an opportunity that could be offered to you that you would turn down. Uh, Playboy. Yeah, I'm surprised. You know, there was a point in time with like every woman that was remotely involved with WWE. Well, I'm not gonna say everyone. Most would, would have taken that. Okay, but, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, is Aquaman underrated? I have not watched it, but I. Well, it hasn't come out yet. (laughs) Okay. Your opinion of flat earthers? Flat earthers? Yes. Um, I'm gonna go with science and just I'm I'm kind of a science nerd, so I kind of am more of a round earth type of girl. (laughs) Okay, so. Shout out to uh, Tyson Neil deGrasse for for. Uh, I mean, they they have their own theories, and I know I'm not knocking it, but. Well, I, yeah, I've heard I the theories too, but I'm like, okay, but this has been debunked like several times. But you know, I don't. I, I'm just saying. Tyson Tyson knows what he's talking about. That that's all I'm saying. And I, I've I've heard the man speak. The Earth is round. There's a reason it's round. Anyway, I, I won't, uh, I won't, I'm not going to start any fights with the Flat Earthers today. Uh, what is the worst pickup line you've personally heard? Didn't necessarily have to be towards you, but what's the worst one that you've personally heard? Mm, 
I don't know if this is a pickup line. It, it was for the purpose of picking me up, but they were trying to bum a cigarette off me, and then they tried to hit on me. They were trying to use that as a way to talk to me. Oh, okay. Well, I guess there, there's worse ones. I guess, I guess all in all, that's not too bad. Like, even for me, I feel like if even if there's bad ones that's cheesy and funny, I can respect the fact that they were at least trying and being funny. <laughs> well, there you go. Just as long as they don't do the uh, Tales of the Creep version. They don't do that. No. Yeah, okay. as long as not that. Okay, well, there, there, there we go. They didn't have to go through that that portion of it. Uh, word association, you've been on the independent circuit for a little, little bit now, so I'm going to give toss out uh, five words. You give me the first name that hits your mind, that is, that you associate with it. All right? Okay. Strong. Strength. Yeah, strength. Any any particular worker that comes to mind off of that? Uh, uh I I well outside of WWE. It could be either one, WWE or independent. Uh, I I I think of I think of uh, Bianca Belair. Ooh, that's a good one. Silly. Silly. Jesse. Talented. Talented. Uh, Rich Swan. Sexy. Sexy. Hmm. Sexy, I would say Mandy Sachs. And superstar. Superstar. Uh, Velveteen Dream. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I guess if anybody oozes charisma and, and looks like a superstar, that would be the one. Yeah. Fantasy booking. You quite possibly could be doing this because you are part of the Dev Squad right now. But uh, fantasy booking. If you were to book your own angle and or storyline, whom... Or what? Whatever. You're an artist. You're you're creative. You could you could write your story right now. You have the pen. You got the book. You're gonna write it out for the next month and a half, two months. What is your fantasy booking going to be? Um. Um. Let's. I would say huh, fantasy booking. I would say I would want to be booked with either Mercedes Martinez mm. um, or with Eva Lee again. I just like their styles a lot, and I feel like we would play off each other a lot. And it could be with Eva Lee, it would be like uh, she she has an MMA background too, so I feel like it would be 
oh man, there could be so many stories. It could be like we're training at different MMA gyms and then we end up having like a, because with MMA gyms, they'll, they'll sometimes have open gym and you just train with other people from other gyms or it could be various things where she fought one of my teammates or whatever else and I'm trying to get revenge or whatever and we end up having to fight each other and then we get somehow get booked in pro wrestling so there's just so many things because of the similar background and I just worked with her this past Saturday and I feel like it would just be a fun match to have and Mercedes Martinez I was she worked my friend last year at May on Classic, and I really like her style too. And she just has that like really badass, tough type of demeanor. Even though she's like the nicest girl ever, um, but she's got that tough demeanor. Whereas I feel like it could be more of a situation where. She's probably one of those people that, you know, that one, I'm trying to think of that one movie. There's this one movie, uh, Coyote Ugly, where the girl, the main chick, she ends up meeting this other chick that is, that is living in New York and she just has this tough demeanor, but really deep down, she's like a nice person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be something like that where we would work that type of character in where it's like, she might be mean to me the whole time. Cause I am newer to the scene where she's been doing it for a while. And, but then later it turns out that she's not so mean. Okay, and a old movie reference tossed in there too. Coyote Ugly. Yeah, yes. Because I think of it like a movie. Of course, this is giving away spoilers and stuff like that. But like just the stuff leading up to it, it's like you fight, 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 and there's all this drama with each other. But then eventually, it ends up being all right. Ends up being fine, and then. It turned into a tag team. It could be something else. Someone else could come into the mix. Like, so many things that could be done with it. And if you're going to rip the movie off, you have to have a proper bar for y'all to have the dance number on top of first. I am fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, that, that was the... That was like the gimmick behind Coyote Ugly is that they, they were... That was the famous bar that they would do the shows and whatnot on, on top of there. World's most famous yeah. bartenders. World's favorite bar. Yeah, some of them. The world's most famous bartenders. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Um, world's most famous bartenders. Like you're asking me who I think it is. Oh no 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 no! I was just, I'm just saying that you're about just the. Saying, yeah, they are. Yeah. About yeah, the uh, girls, because uh, as far as I know, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I believe that movie was actually based on a legitimate bar. That's where the yeah, inspiration came from. So, yeah, that. Yeah, it is. And now they actually have it as a franchise everywhere. They do? Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, you... I know they have one. They have one in uh, Vegas. 
Wait, you've taught me something new. I, I should have went there when I was in Vegas. I didn't. I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I would have. I would have gone, even though Vegas I, is super hot, and I was sweating in the middle of the night walking around there. <laughs> I think it's in uh, New York, New York. It's uh, the New York, New York casino in Vegas. Okay. Well, now I know. For when yeah. I go back. Now I was I was trying to power through these things because I know time is of the essence. So you know I have to get your uh, social media platforms and booking information so that uh, fans and promoters can contact you. No creepy fans now. I, I don't. You guys give her a break. Don't start that crap online. Uh, she, she's she's looking to do some legitimate business here. Maybe some fan stuff. If you got some artists out there, maybe you send her a picture or something like that. You know you can kind of converse over the. Uh, over the artwork but please if you uh be so kind to drop your social media yes my instagram uh it is zeta z-e-d-a underscore zang z-h-a-n-g and my facebook is facebook.com forward slash the zeta zang t-h-e-z-e-d-a-z-h-a-n-g and same my twitter the zeta zang and then my twitch though my Twitch is a little different. Um, I go by Chopstick Queen. <laughs> what? Chopstick Queen is my Twitch that I'm Chop starting. Chopstick Queen. Am I Chop saying it? Chopstick Queen, sorry. Uh, Without that, sorry. Uh, okay. Chopstick Queen. Well, well you know, you're, you're going to have to shoot me that in the messenger so I can make sure that I put it in there correctly. I, I, might, I might spell it wrong and I don't want to do that or, you know, so please, if you if you just shoot me the message so I can make sure that I give it proper uh, connection. Well, it sounds like you already done it. Okay, so there we go. Yep, <laughs> so there, <laughs> there we have. She, she's quick on the draw with that. And yes, <laughs> Chopstick Queen. Ah, wrestling, gaming, music, and your random life. How about that? And if you go there, you'll see her tossing a big super kick onto the air, apparently. So, yeah. All right. So, so, so what are people going to be expecting when they uh, when they follow you on Twitch? They're going to be watching you play some games or uh, something like that? It's, it's going to be just everything about my life, you know. I'm going to be doing some gaming, but definitely going to be going over some wrestling stuff, going over food, because I really like to eat. That's actually like a secret passion of mine. <laughs> I really like to eat, so I'll be eating a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, see now that now so that's the stuff that I should have should have been asking. Secret passion, food, apparently. <laughs> my uh, and my music stuff, and just really just uh, I guess mostly mostly wrestling stuff. I'm gonna have like my wrestling fans over. I'm actually about to have Shane Strickland over just to just be on Twitch and you know just be. Stupid and just talk about whatever. <laughs> People can jump in and you know comment because that's how Twitch is set up. They could write messages and stuff. So it's just a nice interactive way to interact with everyone and kind of kind of be like a virtual hangout session. Well, that sounds good. I might have to be one of the people that's hanging out there. And I may may tune in so I can watch. <laughs> yeah. So. So if Mr. Green 75 pops up there, then you'll know it's me. Awesome. 
where we'll be on that being stupid. So, so final thoughts before I close this out and thank you for hanging in there. I appreciate you uh, sticking through this. No, thank you so much. Is there any questions? Well, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to bring it back on. I'm going to have to do a part two so I can we can go dive into the, the Twitch stream and, and your secret passion of, of eating. I mean, I, I'm not sure how that's a, how that becomes a passion necessarily, but because you'd have to work it off. I'm a, I'm a big foodie, so and with the industry I'm in, it's like I'm always having to watch my diet. It's like uh, I just want food in my life. I just like to eat. And my parents, you know, they I grew up around the restaurant business, so I'm really into food. Mm-hmm. Well, see, you're going to have to wait a couple of years to when you're not watching your a strict diet like you are right now. Today, you're an athlete, and you can't do that. So in your honor, I will have this slice of cake for you. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a hard thing for me to do for you, but, you know, I, I think that's, <laughs> you deserve that. You deserve me eating this cake for you. <laughs> Why, thank you. I really appreciate that kindness. You're welcome. I'm glad I can help you out. So, so that said, for those that's listening here, thank you for tuning in and uh, catching myself, Mr. Green and Zeta. Uh, talk, I know we sounded like we probably was talking at a, a high rate of speed but it was it was time. It was time. It was very very timely uh, conversation that we were having this evening, and I appreciate her taking the time to come on to the show and and share a little bit about herself. And that and that's just scratching the surface. So I really think that if there's part two, I will post that onto the Women's Protesting Network Facebook page and leave you the option to leave your questions. A lot of times you guys leave me questions after the fact. If you want to get the questions to the interviewee, leave them where I can get them. So you want to message Mr. Green 75 at hotmail.com. That's Mr. Green 75 at hotmail and I will get those questions to her or you can drop it onto the Facebook page when I put the official post up or leave comments in the, the section below this and I will read those when I rebook her to come back a second time. So I think that will work. So for myself, Mr. Green, and Rosetta, I will say thank you for tuning in and listening to us yammer on for a little bit, and we will catch you in the next interview, folks. Say goodbye, Zeta. Thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Ask away on those questions. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>